Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So God in his love set out with a plan before the foundation of the world. His plan was to restore man. So what is the purpose of Jesus' birth? What was the purpose of Jesus coming in his birth? The purpose of Jesus' birth was to be delivered. He would be delivered in the womb of a woman to be the deliverer. Our world received a gift many years ago and to this day it has not lost an ounce of its effectiveness. God the Father sent His only Son, Jesus, to be our Deliverer and the one way which mankind might be saved. Today, Pastor Mark looks at the powerful message of Christ coming to earth. Do you believe that Jesus came to be the one and only means to eternal life? He was delivered to humanity with one purpose, to deliver mankind. Praise the one who loved us unconditionally, who humbled and gave Himself up for us. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part one of his message entitled, Delivered to be the Deliverer. John chapter 3, verse 16. You were born with a God-given purpose. And until you discover that purpose, nothing in life will ever make sense. Today, we're going to go back 2,000 years ago to a little obscure village five miles south of Jerusalem. It's a little village, probably 100 to 200 people. It's called Bethlehem. Into that village would come the solution to man's problem. Into that village would come God's ultimate weapon to deliver a world dying from the wages of sin. Into that little village would come the Messiah. God had a purpose for Jesus. And we want to look today at three purposes for Jesus. The birth of Jesus, what was that purpose? The life that Jesus lived, what was that purpose? And last, the death of Jesus. What was that purpose all about? And then relate that to you spiritually and then your walk with God. We begin with probably the most common verse in all the world. You know it, John 
3.16. Dear Sebastian and Orlando, let's look. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever, doesn't matter, believes, that word believes means more than just believes in their mind. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm here on Christmas Day for sure, I believe. No, it means believe enough to follow. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Why would God need to send his son to this earth? Well, initially God created man, sinless and perfect, so he could have fellowship with him. We know when Adam was created, Adam was created like you and me to know God, to worship God, to obey God, to walk with God, and to enjoy God. And that's exactly what Adam did. Before there was sin, there was an amazing relationship between God and man. But because God didn't want robots, he gave you and he gave Adam and Eve something that's maybe the most special thing that we have. It's called a free will. Choose. This weekend, you chose what service to come to, the 1045. Well, Adam and Eve, just like you and I, had a choice. It was way different than what service to come to. It's, it's the ultimate choice that you are in control of. I can either live life by obeying God and simply be in relation with him, follow his wisdom, follow his direction, or like Adam and Eve did, say to God, thanks, but really we, we want to live independent from you. We want to do life our way. Well, that's what happened to Adam and Eve. They just decided to live independent from God. Because of that, sin entered the world. Sin is simply rebellion. And with that sin came consequences. The consequences of sin, as always, are more than we can ever imagine. They're immediate, but they're long-lasting. They would eventually physically die, but they would then be separated from God. There's a verse in Isaiah, look, 59.2, it says this. It's your sins that have cut you off from God. Notice a little statement on below that. Sin always separates. You see, here's a holy God and here's man. Now, if I'm in him and have forgiveness and we, we, we just flow together. But if I have sin, my sin always separates me from a holy God. And man is always trying to get to God by being good enough. Well, it doesn't work. So that's why God sent his son. That's the reason for Christmas. God so loved, and it was more than just an emotion. God's love reached out and gave. God had a plan. He knew it would cost him everything to redeem, to buy back man from Satan, from sin. So God in his love set out with a plan before the foundation of the world. His plan was to restore man. So what is the purpose of Jesus' birth? What was the purpose of Jesus coming in his birth? The purpose of Jesus' birth was to be delivered 
he would be delivered in the womb of a woman to be the deliverer. You see, you and I needed someone to pay the ransom. We were held captive by our sin. Now, if you will, turn with me to Matthew chapter 1, first book, New Testament, Matthew 1. Without God, we lose our purpose for living. You have, I have no purpose for really living without God. In Matthew chapter 1, I love the way Matthew writes it. Notice these first three words, if you get down to verse 18, it says, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. So we get to look at this amazing true story of the birth of Jesus. Notice how he continues. Now, his mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, and that in those days was a year-long engagement period. It was very different than today. It was really like a marriage. They were really married, but they wouldn't come together sexually, and the marriage wouldn't happen, which was usually on a seven-day event. It wouldn't happen till later. Notice, Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, in other words, before there was sexual intercourse, she was found to be with child, thank the Lord we have that explanation here, through the Holy Spirit. Well, this is, this is shocking to us, but it, it was always well known in the Bible. Now, I'm going to read you a verse from Isaiah. Look at me in all the campuses. Look at me. This verse was prophesied 700 years before it happened. We're all trying to figure out, well, who's going to go to the Super Bowl this year? What do you think? 700 years before it. Notice what it says. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look at me. Now, why would we need a sign? Well, how would the people in Jesus' day know who the Messiah was? You see, Herod and the other religious, uh, non-religious rulers, they thought, well, if there's a king coming to this earth, he'd be in a wealthy family, he'd be well-known, he'd be wise, he'd be, man, you'd know where he came from. Well, that was all wrong. How did Jesus come? Poor. Mom and dad, obscure village of Nazareth, nobody even heard of it, came in, we would say today, came under the radar. Well, how would the Jewish people know that what the Messiah was be like? Well, there'd be a sign. It would be a sign you couldn't ever miss. What was the sign? Look at it. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and we'll call his name Emmanuel, which simply means God with us. Now, that is supernatural. Notice the words there, a virgin giving birth to a son. I don't know what class you went through on the birds and the bees, but that one wasn't in there. How can a pregnant virgin? Impossible. But nothing is impossible with God. Now, I'm going to give you, during the teaching today, three or four things, and I'm going to highlight them for you. I'm going to give you three or four things that we know that the Bible teaches as true, absolute truth. See, there's not one word in there that's a mistake, not one. But in our world today, 
We have many people, you would, you'll hear it in churches this weekend, you won't hear it here. You'll hear in many churches this weekend, some of these comments that I'm going to make to you, some of these truths, that they don't believe. Here's, here's the first one. There's many people that call themselves Christians that do not believe in the virgin birth. Well, if you don't believe in the virgin birth, then you don't believe in the Bible. And if you don't believe in the Bible, how in the world are you going to get to heaven? So you must, I must believe. This is just one of three or four that I'll give you. It's a huge percentage of Christians that don't believe in the virgin birth. That's because they don't believe that God can do the supernatural. Nothing is impossible with God. Don't you ever try to put God in your little teeny box. Well, Pastor Mark and Kim, figure it out. No kidding. That's why you're not God. You see, if you can read Genesis 1-1 in the beginning, the rest is a piece of cake. Well, Pastor Mark, prove it to me. No, God never asked you to be proven. He never asked you to believe by proof. You believe by faith. You will always only come to Christ if you believe it by faith. That's the only way to get there. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Pastor Mark, I'm not a person of faith. Really? When's the last time you got in an airplane? (laughs) Now, I want you to put your thinking cap on. When Jesus came and was the Messiah, he would have to be this, fully human, fully divine or fully God, and sinless. To be human, Jesus had to be born of a woman. Let me explain to you why. Watch me. Put your thinking cap on for a while. We'll put that down for a moment, and then we'll come back to it. The Bible says that sin entered the world through one man, Adam. So when you and I were born, we have that DNA. And then the Bible says in Corinthians that the solution to sin came by one man, Jesus Christ. So just think about this. All of us are in one of two people today. You're either in Adam. In other words, you have that sin nature. That's the way you were born. That baby I showed you was born with that sin nature. If you die in Adam, the end result of that is sin. But Jesus came so you could be in Christ. If I'm in Christ, in Christ brings freedom from the sin and takes away the penalty. Now, here's the problem. Let me give you a verse. The Bible says this, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or forgiveness of sin. Make sense? Okay. That comes from the Old Testament. Life is in the blood. So in the Old Testament, if you won your sins covered, you had to kill an animal. The Bible says, here comes, John says, here's Jesus, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So without shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. Why did Jesus have to be man? Here's why. God is a spirit. God doesn't have a body. God doesn't have blood. So Jesus couldn't come to this earth only as God. He had to come to this earth as a man. And as a man, he had blood. And as a man who went to the cross... He was able to shed his blood for you and me. Understand? That's the first requirement. He had to be a man. There's a second requirement. He had to be sinless. To be sinless, he had to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. Now we'll take that down. Watch me. 
what happens. That means if Joseph and Mary would have had intercourse, we have sin nature in both people, impossible for that individual to become sinless because the DNA is in both of them. So God orchestrated it supernaturally. We don't understand how it works. But the Holy Spirit, God, sinless, impregnated Mary. Now, Mary wasn't sinless, but God somehow, and many people believe this, that, that because sin entered the world through man, that, that, that sin gene is passed on through man. There's a lot of debate over that. We're not going to worry about that. But we do know that that's pretty true because every child ever born has sinful mom and sinful dad. The Holy Spirit was the father of Jesus. So Jesus would enter this world, he would enter this world sinless, only person ever to do that. It'd be a great start. Jesus had to be born without sin. Third, take a look on that overhead again. To be divine, Jesus had to have God as his father. So we have all of these three things that are there. Jesus would have to be a perfect man. He must be sinless. He must be innocent. And so when we see Jesus, he was, if you looked at Jesus, he was natural and he was supernatural. He was fully God and fully man. Try to understand that. Impossible. But that's why it was always God's plan and God was unique. So to be human, Jesus had to be born of a woman. To be sinless, Jesus had to be conceived by the Holy Spirit. To be divine, Jesus had to have God as his father. Now, look at verse 19. You're right there. What is Joseph going to do when Mary says, I'm pregnant by the Holy Spirit? Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. If he doesn't do this, she would be stoned in those days for having a child out of wedlock. Verse 20. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. There's the supernatural again. And said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her, look at me, no matter what the community says, no matter what everybody else says, they're wrong. What is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Now, we have a lot of people that say, well, that's not, that couldn't happen because I can't believe it. Because I can't believe it? Well, it didn't happen. So there is no virgin birth. They're wrong and God is right. It was supernatural. Notice verse 21. There's amazing miracles in verse 21. To Joseph, she will give birth to a son. You are to give him the name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins. Look at the miracles in that dream that Joseph had. Number one, the angel revealed the unborn child's sex without an ultrasound. <laughs> He'll be a son. Somebody recently, one of our gals here at church is pregnant. She come, here's my, here's my ultrasound on her little iPhone and show me the baby or whatever. There was no ultrasound. You didn't take sticks and put over the baby. Boy, girl. No, the Holy Spirit said he's going to be a son. Second notice, another miracle. Here's your name. Here's the name. Here's the name you want to give him. They didn't have to get the book out. A thousand Jewish names. What do I call the kid? <laughs> What's he look? What do you think he's going to look like? No, no, Jesus. What does Jesus mean? Watch me this. This is so exciting. Because see, a name in those days meant something. 
Jesus means Jehovah or God is salvation or God is the Savior. By the very name of God, by the very name of Jesus, we knew what his mission was, what his purpose was. So the, the angel just really states the purpose of Jesus' mission. He would save, he would rescue his people from their sins. Amazing. In that one verse, it's a boy, it's going to be God. He's conceived by the Holy Spirit. His purpose and mission on earth, to save his people, the Jewish people eventually spread to the Gentiles, of their sins. Why? Because sin always separates a holy God from sinful man. Turn with me to Luke chapter 2, if you will. Let's follow the little story. That's the assignment you've had to read Luke chapter 2 in, in uh, your time with your family. Luke chapter 2, verse 4. Verse 4. See, as Jesus would come to this earth, he would save us from the penalty of sin and the power of sin. And as we've been studying the last three works, from the very presence of sin in heaven. Now look at verse 4. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house in the line of David. Look at me, let me explain another miracle to you. I love the way God directs our lives. The Roman government decided they'd get some more taxes. So the Roman government said to Herod in Jerusalem, you sat down in edict. Everybody must come to their own hometown where they were born, and we're going to tax them. He, so so the, the pagan god, the ruler, was saying, I, I'm going to get some more taxes. God says, watch me use this perfectly. Who put that idea in his mind? God did. So here's, how do you get Joseph and Mary a hundred miles north around the Galilee? How do you get them to go to their town of hometown of Bethlehem, because see, Bethlehem was predicted to be where the Savior would be born. Well, who in their right mind would take an eight-month and a nine-month pregnant woman on a hundred-mile journey by camel or whatever down to the little funky town of Bethlehem? Nobody would. But God used the government to say, you must go. So Joseph had to obey. So they leave way up in Galilee, and they go to a little town called Bethlehem. Five miles south, we always go when we go to Israel and overlook it. We stand on the mountain and overlook it like where the shepherds are. It's amazing. Five miles south of Jerusalem. Jesus was delivered to this earth so that he might be the deliverer of our sins. Today, Pastor Mark taught on God's plan and purpose for sending his son. If we don't see the nature of sin that it always separates, then we won't see the need for a deliverer. Jesus came and lived the only sinless life as fully man and God. God's ways are much higher than our own. Do you trust and believe in the way of salvation he's made for you today? Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. What is man's number one purpose? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach listeners that a personal relationship with God is the ultimate reason for living. Your ability to love God as you should and love others as you should is dependent on your personal relationship with Him. The world will try to convince you that life is about many other things, but hold fast to the truths of Scripture and testimonies of His followers. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching these special Christmas messages. That's next time on Lessons for Living. has seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear